The Hawkeye Huddle on 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you. As we are each week on Thursday from 6 to 7 o'clock. I'm getting used to saying it now. It's Thursdays. taken me a little while. It's only our fifth show. It's, it's, it takes five shows to get in. Yeah, we were talking to a couple of our sponsors this week, and, they're, and I'm like, you, you may notice every year it takes us just a little while to smooth out the rough edges to remember where we are and what we're doing. We've moved around. We're actually at the Alchemy Lounge at uh, the Foundry Distilling, uh, Distilling Company. Foundry Distilling Company. Uh, here in West Des Moines. 11th and Railroad, down in the junction. Yep. So uh, they are uh, have reopened. We're hanging out here in the cocktail bar. All kinds of good stuff you can have uh, when they mix up uh, their various uh, liqueurs. I'm currently having the Shoe-In Mule, which is an apple cider mule made with Foundry Vodka. What are you having? I got the Fool's Gold. It's a new creation, I guess. Made, so the, the big thing is made with the Midnight Ritual Whiskey. A little bit of honey and lemon, but the midnight ritual whiskey is the big stuff that they uh, that they're uh, happy about right now. It's like a first release from the foundry. Um, it, I have to, I'm going to read this later on because I want to go through exactly what this is. But this midnight midnight ritual stuff is really really good, and uh, you can come down here and taste that, of course. And they are having a tasting. Uh, well, they're going to do tasting next week while we're here. Five thirty next week, they're going to get things started. It's free. That's what it says. Open to the public. Join Foundry Distilling Company uh, uh, as you sample some of the aging whiskeys next week and uh, talk about some of the nuances and what makes it special. And that is one of the fun things you can do here. They do tours. They do whiskey tastings. uh, They do all kinds of stuff besides just sitting here and enjoying the uh, the, uh, ambiance of the Alchemy Lounge. It is is a a great space. uh, By the way, they do rent out for events as well. So uh, um, there's lots of ways that you can... Uh, enjoy this space and, and this facility. We'll get to, to talking more about them and, of course, uh, our Foundry Distilling Company uh, last call a little bit later on in the show. Well, right at the end of the show uh, <laughs> when we get things going. Right now, though, we're countdown is continuing. Is it nine or eight? Uh, I don't know. How would you look at it? It's eight days? Eight days. Nine. Nine days. Nine days. Nine, nine, how many days nine you looking pies. at? Nine pies. How many days you looking at? Hawkeye football back on the uh, 24th, and we now know it is a 2.30 p.m. kickoff on uh, the Big Ten Network at uh, 2.30 Central Time. The great Anthony Heron's going to be. Is that one who's doing the color? He's the color. Yeah? That's good. Uh, We also have the, uh, uh, we we did get the uh, word on the game uh, up in Minnesota. Will be a Friday night game on November thirteenth at six p.m. on Fox Sports One, and then, of course which Nebraska's it, Black which Friday, which it was always already scheduled for Friday. So that shouldn't surprise. I mean, right, the, in was, the original in the yes, original world, yes, it was. Uh, and and lucky for the Hawks, it's November thirteenth and not December thirteenth. And be a it's little not like it's going to be any warmer. No, but they, they've played up there in November before, and it's certainly not been super warm. But it's certainly not as bad as you might think it might be in December. So uh, either way. 2.30 for the Hawks to kick off against Purdue, and Iowa now down to a two-and-a-half point favored by some uh, of the services out there. Uh, Not services, uh, line ma- lines li- makers. Lines makers? Services are people that try to scam you out of money to pay for them to get a pick, which is something you should do. However. <laughs> <laughs> However Does that work out? No, <laughs> no. It, actually, that's even, that's even worse. But nevertheless, what I'm saying is, is that Rondell Moore for Purdue made a touchdown difference. Came out 
back in the day at nine and a half, our our good friend Tom Kaker said eight and a half, eight and a half. Saw it at eight and a half as yes. of uh, at, well uh, today. I saw it on the Twitter uh, today, which is interesting. They did not censor that. No, the, uh, Twitter did not did not censor that. Not sensitive information, uh, not hacked information. So that you can still get it on the Twitter. So yes. at, at any rate, um, nevertheless, the Hawks are down to two and a half, which is to me a far more manageable number. As I said when we first talked talked about this, and you had those super early lines, I was like, laying nine or nine and a half or eight and a half, whatever you want to call it, on the road is a big. A big deal, uh, particularly against a Purdue team that has given the Hawks trouble. Jeff Brom's done a n- nice job there, and he's he hasn't had Kirk's number, but he's he's caused a lot of issues. Uh, he's certainly, um, and we're going to get more into that obviously next. Right, week. but there's no question. Um, Iowa has not played their best football. Game week is next week. I know. Iowa has not played their best football against Purdue in the last five years. They just haven't. Um, Iowa's lost games that they shouldn't. And Rondale Moore makes a big difference. And as does, if you remember, David Bell, who um, was a guy that Iowa really, really wanted and, and was down, I believe was down Purdue. Uh, Iowa Purdue, Purdue, Iowa. Yes. Notre Dame maybe in there, too. Or Indiana. But, one of, one uh, of those. Notre Dame, I think. But I think Purdue and Iowa, right? And David Bell uh, caught a lot of balls in Iowa City last, last year against a pretty good Iowa secondary. Um, so, you know, it's going to be the, – the only thing that worries me about Purdue is just if the defense can can do that, uh, can hang on to those guys because I feel like the offense is going to be good. And, we're you know, we're going to get into it over the next couple of weeks. We're going to have to because that's what this show has right now is for us to start breaking things down. But when you start looking at, at what they've got offensively, Iowa should be able to move the football even if Purdue's got a couple of guys back. They do have a couple guys that got Purdue's injured last year. Purdue's defense has never been uh, what you might consider to be rarely. in the top tier. <clears throat> rarely, in right? The, they might have a couple good players, but uh, maybe in the Joe Tiller area, the era they had a couple of defensive players. But yeah, no, it, it's it's when they were plowing yeah. in the Joe Tiller. Yeah, yeah. Area. They they, <laughs> they R- R.I.P. Joe Tiller, yeah, by the way. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but uh, it, it, I, I think Iowa should be able to move the football against them. And, uh, by the way, uh, uh, Linderbaum, the, the center for Iowa on the Remington Wash list, which is nice. I mean, he's only a sophomore, right? And he's only a junior. He's a junior. He's a junior? Third year, third, third four, year. fourth year junior, whatever. Red, so, okay. red shirt junior? Red shirt. He's a red shirt junior. Maybe That's he's a red shirt sophomore. sophomore. I think he, he, he might be a red shirt sophomore. Started on the D-line. Year, right. They stole him. Brought him to the O-line. Yeah. Started, I think you're right. I think he's a third year sophomore. I think so too. Uh, he's going to be, you know, he's second. Without team our media guides that we don't, we don't get. You can get him on the on our phones. We probably should have dialed it up, and we'll we'll look at that. But he's he's an all American candidate, right? On some, so he's on the on the watch list, which is really cool. You, when you add him in to uh, AJ Larry Jackson. Uh, the Cronk kid, Coy Cronk, coming over from Indiana. You're looking at something like 85 starts uh, in just those three guys, right? Cronk um, was a captain in Indiana, by the way. I mean, it's not like this. You're, you're not getting a guy who was an also ran. He was literally one of their better. Oh, he their got better hurt line. last year, right? Badly had a bad, some sort of a pretty nasty foot. Dak Prescott, like. Well, I don't think you can do your foot quite that bad, but um, something like that. Oh, yeah, that was horrible yeah. to watch. I, um, I missed the I missed the highlight and purposely. Oh, did, you, you didn't, didn't you watch didn't watch it? it. No, I just I was it. watching when it happened and went, oh no, and who was doing the uh, Tony Romo's went, oh no, I mean, 
when so, it happened, he goes, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. And I thought, oh, it's- well, because the camera moved away. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> then they showed it again. I went, oh, Tony, That's- I see why you said, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. It, sound, it sounds nasty. I mean. Oh, dude, it know. was horrible. He, no question. He broke both bones right above the ankle. Now, one could say that uh, just this last week, the examples in the NFL uh, of guys who had horrific injuries like that but were able to figure out a way to come back Alex and play. Alex Smith. Started the other day for the No, Washington he didn't start. Fo- oh, he didn't? No, no. He came in uh, when Allen, I think is his name. Um, I think it's Kyle Allen. Okay. I think. I'm not a big fan of the Washington football team. If if our friend Brett was here, he would certainly tell me uh, who who it is. But But he got hurt or knocked out of the game, and Alex Smith came in. And if you haven't seen the rehab and the – I mean, this dude was really close to losing. Alex Smith, 17 surgeries and close to losing his leg, right? Right. Yeah. And uh, and You know, when Joe Theismann – Bust his leg on Monday Night Football, and Lawrence Taylor did that. He never played again. No, no, uh, and and, and uh, Lawrence Taylor knew it. Remember, he was waving oh, the he guys. A, obviously, like, oh, he, yeah, he tackled him, hurt it, and yeah, was screaming. Yeah, that that was the impetus to the entire movie, The Blind Side. Yeah, well, um, also this last weekend, you know who started and played very well for the Carolina Panthers? A guy who shattered his knee in like eight places, which was touchdown uh, Teddy Bridgewater, right when he was with the Vikings. Never played much again for the Vikings, this, but, this but they in. were talking about him never playing again either. I think Dak Prescott will get to play, will play again. He'll come back from this. I, I hope. I think the biggest thing you got to worry about is what happened to Smith. Was uh, he got he got sepsis? He went septic right. in his in his leg, and the infection is where you can really have problems with something like that. Uh, disgusting stuff that we're talking about, but it is part of it is part of uh, what's going on in football. And, and you know, well, hopefully, it's the Hawkeye huddle and more. At this point, it really has to be, doesn't it? Because the Hawks haven't played a game, and we can we can conject all we want, but the Hawks haven't played a game. Does our listening audience want us to WNL the season again? Well, we can do it again. Um, <laughs> we certainly can. I, you know, they're going to go nine and zero. <laughs> That's my WNL. They're going to win every game. Uh, the, the, here, uh, there is no way they play all nine games. Of course, there is no. They may not play nine games with a full roster. They're going to play nine games. How do you? I just I mean, every every team red, is postponing red, and red sh- red shirts and all of these sorts of things are going to happen. I just don't think they're going to put them on the field. I think if if there's enough guys that go down, they're going to. I just think the Big Ten. I, I, I said this before, and as you start watching these different teams, and and Nick Saban, by the way, Cyclone uh, friends of the Hawkeye Huddle. Yeah, now. they've arrived. Very good. Um, I should say Cyclone Friend. Hollywood's uh, one of ours. Oh, that's true. He is on our <laughs> side. That's right. He's he's good. Um, when you when you when you oh, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? I don't remember. People got hurt. Touchdown, Teddy Bridgewater. We already did that part. WNLs. You yes. don't think the Big Ten's going to play the whole? That's season? That's what I'm going for. You think I'm listening to you? Sometimes. <laughs> I just uh, you look at look around college football right now. How many games are postponed this week? Three, Four? three. Every league, every team seems to be finding. Well, a spot. it's not LSU. They already all had it. Okay, um, Ed Orgeron already had it, right? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Nick Saban. Nick Saban, however, has it for Alabama, and somehow the king. Yes, got, the got two it. kings in the United States. One 
Donald J. Trump and one Nick Saban. Of course, the great Twitter line that I've already read is that Nick Saban will kick coronavirus coronavirus ass and cure the SEC. (laughs) At the same time. (laughs) He's like a mini Ditka, right? He's a Mike Ditka. Um, But I just, I look You know what's funny? You don't realize Nick Saban is old. Oh, no. I mean, he's, he looks still very young and vibrant. You start going back and realizing it's like, he's like Kirk. I mean, look how far back those guys go. He's old. Uh, he he was, and Kirk may have been on the Brown staff together. They were, they were absolutely they were, and wasn't did wasn't Saban like a co-defensive coordinator with um, uh, in that nineteen eighty five Iowa Michigan State game like for yes, Michigan State yes yes with uh, Norm no, Parker eighty eighty four Chuck Long eighty four eighty four no eighty five was eighty five eighty five eighty five right they had that one and the Michigan one right right so. Um, anyway, so, yeah, he's old, and it's dangerous for elderly folk. Right. More right. so than others. But we'll see how he does. Right? He's in great I'm shape. Sure Have you seen his pool? He, <laughs> he, does, a lot of, he does a lot of exercise, exercise in his pool. I'm just saying, if they get through, if the Big Ten gets through the entire season without postponing games, because I don't understand how they decide to line up nine games in nine weeks when everybody else is having these problems. Well, good Lord, we should have started on the 10th. I, I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying. I mean, or it's not the Rona, or a six or seven game schedule, right? So I, I think the way that this, they got to have it in the back of their mind that that if they have to start postponing games, they're going to be they're going to be playing, they're going to be switching them out for your division games, and you're going to be dropping your the cross, cross your cross town rivals, right? So Iowa would be dropping uh, Michigan State and Penn State in favor of playing, uh, you know, let's say somehow something happens with Northwestern and they have to move it. it more you know. more likely Illinois being later in the season. No, something like that. Right? You think Northwestern yeah. is going to get the COVID? Good Lord. There's nothing to do. They have a practice bubble. They're in the bubble. They're in the bubble. They're by the refreshing waters of Lake Michigan. I want them to play football for the whole for the They're whole. They're going season. to. I hope you're right. I hope. I, I just think it's going to be. We're not going to have fans. You think we're going to get no fans at all? Well, Iowa State seems to have pulled it off pretty easily now. Believe me, uh, Dan Mullen was going to have 90000 in the swamp this week if Florida had not gotten it. <laughs> By the way, picked up Florida and A&M, uh, A&M well on, done. My, uh, on my well done. Uh, Doug Stonehawker Remax uh, Real Estate Home Team of the Week last week. So, uh, it yeah. should be noted that I had Clemson. You had Clemson, so we, we were both right on that. We're doing pretty well on some of those picks, so that's not too bad. Um, we, we clearly split the uh, Foundry Distilling Company uh, last call since you had Iowa State and I had Texas Tech. Clearly. Clearly. Um, I had no uh, idea Texas Tech was so bad. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows how good anybody in the Big Twelve is? Iowa State's really good. You think they, Just ask them. Yeah. Well, they'll tell you. They'll tell you that that, that Texas OU game. Did you? Uh, actually, I missed the first half of the Iowa State game. I was watching course. Texas OU. Of course. Yeah. Who wouldn't be right? But uh, either either way, a um, couple of other cool things going on in the world of the Iowa Hawkeyes. So Dan Gable. Yeah, and that you know former Hawkeye coach, former Cyclone wrestler, former Hawkeye coach, fifteen-time national. Uh, champion coach is getting the uh, what is it? It's the Presidential Medal of Freedom uh, that he's received notification. The president's going to present him with that. They sing the George Michael song "Freedom" while the, they, they do, while they put the do uh, they? the <laughs> medal around them in I'm the Oval Office. I'm pretty sure they don't. 
I, I, Maybe not. I'm just pretty sure they don't. Uh, it th- would be cool if they did. So uh, other freedom. First, first wrestling uh, wrestler or wrestling coach to get it. Um, other notables, Jesse Owens. Uh, Jack Nicholas, Tiger Woods. Babe Ruth. Um, uh, Bear Bryant. Pat Head Summit. Pat Summit. I guess she's not Pat Head Summit. Pat Summit. R.I.P. Yeah. And uh, John Wooden. And, yeah, I mean, these, this is this is solid company that we're putting Dan Gable into. And a nice, uh, nice honor for him. Um, and, yeah, I don't think they'll play freedom when they give it to him in the what, oh, why wouldn't they? Okay. It's up to him. We can't realize that. have a walk-up music, I suppose. I suppose. All right. We'll take a break. That's we'll actually rest, the rest of them. They have walk-up They do. We'll be back to the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700. Back to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Ridge on 1700. The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here. At the Foundry Distillery, Distillery, Foundry Distilling Company here, the Alchemy Lounge in West Des Moines. Uh, hey, the lounge's hours are Thursday and Friday, 4 to 10, and Saturday, 2 to 11, so you can stop on down for a drink and try all the good stuff that they've got here, including, I'm going to read the entire thing about the Midnight Ritual, because this sounds delicious. It uh, is. Essentially what it is, I've, it's the I first release. It. When? When did you get a hat? I know people. It's not fair. Just one little glass okay. on ice. First oh, release from um, <laughs> their alliance with uh, with Boulevard, right? The unfiltered wheat beer, right? Brought some of that up from uh, Kansas City to Valley Junction here. Uh, <coughs> here they put it in, and for two years it's been in 30-gallon uh, charred oak barrels. And it comes out with, uh, I guess, caramel and banana and allspice and all kinds of good stuff. But the idea here is that they've really made something special with Boulevard, which is a you know a, a worldwide name in beer, and they've made something great here. And it's uh, you it's can also available it at Fairway, Hy-Vee, and other fine retail. You can pick it up there as well. What about Dirty Johns in Iowa City? They might even be able to get it there. Hey, Tom, Tom Caker from Hawkeye Report, can you get it in the Quad Cities? What, what's that? <laughs> the uh, Midnight Ritual New Bourbon from uh, or whiskey, excuse me. There's a there's actually a reason they can't call it a bourbon. Yeah. The new whiskey from uh, Foundry Distilling Company. <laughs> not um. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm going to go ahead and say the answer right now is no. No. Not at, not at the, at the current but time. We'll get you some. Look in the All right. stocking. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> there you go. So Tom. Uh, you know, what, what, you know what I want to ask you about that, that's been interesting is you've, you've been uh, uh, in contact uh, over the last few weeks uh, a little bit. It seems like with uh, Andy Peterson, the doctor uh, there at the University of Iowa that is in, in charge, as I understand it, um, of the, the Iowa football team and their testing regimen. And um, you talked to him a little bit about the basketball team as well. And I think it's really interesting as we get ready for the season uh, the football season next week and the basketball season coming up to kind of talk about the, the testing that they're going that they're doing and maybe the differences between the two. Yeah, it's been interesting. Um, you know, I had talked to um, Dr. Peterson um, back when uh, when they pulled the plug on the season, basically back in August when they announced the schedule and then five days later kind of canceled things and. So I, I just kind of 
and I, I thought it was really illuminating. So I reached out to him when they decided to come back and the rapid testing. He said, let me get, let's wait until we get all the information. And we had to wait until basically the day before they started testing to really talk about what was going on because he was still getting the information from the conference. But, um, yeah, it's been interesting to kind of touch base with him about how, you know, the daily testing has started and, um, that process and how it kind of eliminates the need for contact tracing. Uh, but also touch base with them this week because the basketball team started practice and he said they're not doing uh, the daily rapid tests yet. Um, doesn't know when that's going to start. Assumes it will start at some point, uh, but they, they have not done that yet. So, um, you know, as we saw in some pictures and video yesterday, Basketball team, he said, when feasible, they are going to be practicing with masks on. So that's kind of the difference of where things go. But it also tells you football floats the boat, folks. That's (laughs) the bottom line here. So, so Tom. Football makes everything else possible. No question about that. So we've heard that the basketball team is actually Jordan Bohannon and, and many others have already had it. Are they going to require? Yeah, we those? talked about it on our we we talked about it on our our podcast. Um, you know, my podcast partner Matt Randazzo had heard from a very good source that everyone but one player has had COVID on the basketball team. Wow! <laughs> so they're yeah. feeling pretty good about so, that. that so the twins <laughs> they they clearly would have had it together then. Um, Jack Nunji. <laughs> so. Well, Everybody, so, that's what that's what he was told from a very very good source that everybody on the team has had it except for um, except for one player. So, um, well, won't won't go any further than that. Uh, but um, yeah, it's, we don't it's, want to break hip uh, laws here, Tom. <laughs> no, I'm just it's just yes. um, but but they're still going to make them wear because you know not to kind of dive down. Uh, you know the, Coaches, the COVID rabbit guys. hole, right? Right. The, the the COVID rabbit hole, but we don't know when you can. You know, if, if you can get reinfected, when you can get reinfected, um, how that works. So they're going to make everybody just abide by the mask rule and and just do it that way. It's my understanding that tetracycline will stay in your uh, system for at least the entire summer. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened with you? Um, well, so so they they you're you're saying that so you're expecting they will go to daily testing for the basketball teams once the season start is that what you're thinking? And right now they're doing it a couple times a week. That's my guess. Now, now Dr. Peterson has not said that. Um, he doesn't know. So um, yeah. What so if we, we do uh, the honestly, antibody test? I mean, if they do the, the antibody, antibody thing test. That doesn't really matter because you could still get the, you know, there's still concern that they could get the virus nice. again. Yeah, even if I guess. Right. Well, you it would know, be like, really interesting if you, figure, if you figure everybody's had it except for one guy and then you're still testing them every couple of days or every day anyway. I mean, the basketball team continues to be yeah, negative. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> it, well, the, the positive of this is that the video come just the, the videos that, uh, kind of came out yesterday of them practicing and you, it just gets you excited for a lot of things including the fact that it looks like that's a couple of the guys that needed to put on weight actually did it 
I, I, I think you can certainly tell uh, Tom Patrick, Patrick McCaffrey is, is uh, bigger, thicker, yeah. uh, and, and obviously going to be stronger, where he, more, much more of a college basketball body that he needs to have. And I, I think for that matter, even though he had filled out quite a bit last year, if you go back to what Jack Nungy looked like uh, as a freshman, those two guys, um, they're, they're starting to look like they got Big Ten basketball bodies. Yeah, they've they've filled out. Um, you know, the, both the, the Murray twins have put on a lot of good weight too. I think, and they're, um, I think they're doing really well. And um, you know, one of the guys that's going to have to work on his uh, fitness and everything else is probably uh, Josh Nagale because he just kind of got in a bad situation. Uh, you know, just being stuck over in. England not having any place to really work out when he went back home and uh, put on some bad weight, and now he's trying to shred that and uh, off of him, and it's going to take time. So I temper expectations for him. But then again, he's playing the same position as Luca Garza, so um, I would not expect he would have a whole lot of playing time anyway. So, um, And with the news this year, this week, that guys can play and not lose a year, you can you know, hopefully they can trot him out there a little bit, get some experience, get some minutes, and, um, and uh, you know, play some basketball. Tom, you know, 2023, the NCAA basketball tournament is going to come back here to Des Moines for the first two rounds. Obviously exciting news. Is there any chance that uh, Jordan Bohannon, Luca Garza, Patrick, and all of them can still be on the team <laughs> due to the <laughs> eligibility rules? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so, but I, I you know, I, it was kind of funny when that thing got announced. I made a joke about Jeff Suttles getting another year. No kidding. Uh, but uh, Jeff could, you know, get year number uh, 10 or 11 or 12 or whatever it is now for him. And, <laughs> um, but, Hell, but, let's get Bobby uh, Hansen back. Bohannon was having some, Bohannon was having some fun with it, but I just, I don't see him or oh, no coming way. back. For, Luca for, certainly won't be back, but. Um, you just, I, no, I, maybe I, I, if Jordan gets close to that Big Ten record, that would be the thing that, that I thought about. Oh, there, I know yeah, that's there thing. you go. Yep. He wants to Is that, that games played or that threes? Threes. No, it's a three-point three point record that's held by John Diebler, and he needs, I think, um, I think about uh, 90 threes. 90 and so, 27 games, yeah. just under three a game. Yeah. Yeah. Telling you what, that's going to be the, the difference is now you've got shooters all over the court. Whereas a couple of years ago, he was, you know, they were relying on him. Now he got a bunch of guys around. Yeah, somebody was joking earlier that uh, that Jack Nungy te- technically could be uh, next year a fifth year sophomore if he really, if you if you really put, him and Matthew Creighton, yeah, a fifth fifth year sophomore <laughs> would be something to, if you actually looked at it that way. But um, but yeah, so ninety three pointers. Do you ever know for Jordan Bohannon? I, I guess it sounds like he's he's ready to to have one last year with this group and and probably be done. But you, you never know. That extra year, Tom. Um, obviously um, excited. It sounds like that that's going to translate over into some of the other winter sports too. So uh, it, it, certainly Spencer Lee is happy about that as well. Uh, making a giving him a chance to. That was uh, the first and, guy. That was. Yeah, he was the first guy I thought uh, thought of. Yeah, uh, right away was was boy, it'd be great if Spencer Lee wants to come back, and then uh, you know uh, Chad Leistico had a great story with Spencer, and 
guess what? Spencer wants that year, so good for him. I and, bet he uh, does. He's not going yeah, to pro wrestling. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing with him is he got essentially got a national title taken away from him. And the University of Iowa got a national title taken away from it, probably. No, no question. Uh, and you just you can never get that back. But now maybe you can. You know, if all those right. guys, you know, what if Alex Marinelli and Kem Dog and uh, Austin DeSantos all decide, hey, you know what? Let's run it back again. It, those guys are probably going to be training in Iowa City anyway. One last no, dance. Oh, just there you, you know, come back and do this year, and then just come back and hey, let's do let's do one more year and make this work. So, well, it yeah. should be, certainly be, be exciting this this year to see how they do, and then uh, you what know, what about the swimming team? No, don't go there. (laughs) Hopefully some money will come around and they'll be able to figure out how to revive all of that. Um, $110 million to endow all all four of those sports. It's not small change. No. It's it's not small change. The huddle doesn't make that much. No. Uh, COVID, the COVID has had a uh, an effect in a lot of different ways, hasn't it? I mean, in a lot of different ways. Speaking of that, Tom, are you going to go to Purdue? I mean, is that allowed? I'm planning on it. Okay. Yeah. Um, they're, I think, going to have probably about 10 seats for Iowa Media. So I'm hoping to be one of the 10 that gets in the door. We'll find out, I think. I don't know what they do. Maybe they do like a, like a Willy Wonka-style drawing or something. I don't know. <laughs> you get the golden <laughs> ticket. <laughs> do I get a golden ticket or not? Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're waiting on, you, you know, we apply. Me and Augustus, me and Augustus Gloop. Those are the guys that like, <laughs> Baruch, 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 Baruch. and Mike, Mike TV. Yeah, that's perfect. Mike TV. Yeah. Well, you may Mike. you may catch uh, Creighton and I in the press box in Iowa City here uh, this uh, this fall as well. We we did apply. We've applied. I, I don't know, having not done that before, because we've always wanted to. Just, uh, you know, I wouldn't count. I wouldn't. I how, do, count how do you on find it, out? But. How do you find out? Do they fax that to you? Because we don't have a fax machine. <laughs> I think they're going to send out um, <laughs> send out stuff. I think Monday maybe they'll let us know, but I'm not positive. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, we kind of went with a any or all situa- uh, scenario and said, "Hey, you know, you find a spot for us. We'll we'd like to we'd like to come. Uh, you know, we've been doing this for 17 years in the in the largest market in the state. We figure we." Might have a shot, you know, but you never know. I, I, yeah. I do. Slim and none. Slim to none. Oh, I just, I just kind of told them. I just kind of told them you can put me just, you know, in one of the suites or whatever. I don't really yeah, care. Yeah, as long as I got Wi Fi. Yeah. Yeah. As long as I've got Wi Fi, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. As long as I've got Wi Fi, I'm good. You know. I don't even That's understand all I why. Need. Yeah. You can put us on in the end why zones. Why is there a limit? Put me in the north end zone. Right. Why would there be a limit? I don't know because if it's God, media, I gotta have beers in. too. Uh, I don't think they'll be serving. No, probably not. Probably not. What if you can bring your own in? <laughs> Tom, can you bring your own stuff in? <laughs> our our stint in the press box would be the shortest in the history of Hawkeye football. We're in for one quarter and we're thrown out. I mean, uh, and we hadn't even sworn. We would, All we yet. did was clap. Yeah, not yet. No, we clapped and we had a, and had brought in beer. <laughs> now we've been pretty good at media day, haven't we? We've been, we've been pretty good. Well, um, I, I do think Tom, as we as we head towards it, um, you know, next week 
it's it's starting to get it's it's been a long long haul to get to to get through to this point where we're we're getting towards a game week hard to even think any of of what else to talk about with with what we're getting ready for this team i mean we've we've been over it so many times who they have and what they're looking at but um as as the last little bit here the perspective maybe anything you've heard out of practice that uh, some things that might be popping up, just a few rumors here and there that nobody, nobody else as well. Not that nobody else, but that might that only you fans. and your podcast fans yeah, like might, me know. Might know. <laughs> you know, we haven't. It's been really quiet. Um, Charlie Jones, that's the guy. That's the that's kid kind from of Buffalo the thing that we've heard. The kid from Buffalo, the walk-on wide receiver who sat out last year, seems to have, uh, um, you know, picked up. So, right we'll where see. Oliver Martin left off. <laughs> well, I, beyond that, I believe. Beyond that, I believe. I it, it, I it would be nice to think that there's somebody that steps up out of nowhere, right? Another guy that that uh, that receiving you know. core is going to be so fun. I think they're going to make Spencer Petras dramatically better, and and just improve his game because he's going to have people to throw the ball to with trust. Yeah, they give him any time to throw, he's going to be in good shape. He right. is. All right, Tom. Hey, we appreciate it. Um, next week is game week. We'll be ready for it, all right? Yeah. Face paint. Sounds Face great. Paint. Sounds, <laughs> all right. sounds great, well, Tom, guys. We'll talk to you, you Tom. Thank you. Thank you. Tom Kinker at HawkeyeReport.com. Uh, <laughs> 17 years of contributor yeah, missed and three he's, times. And he's, he's, he's ready for a game, too. Oh, my God. He's the, whole world, the whole world's we're all, ready We're all getting game. tired of talking about the personnel. We want to see, what, we want to see it on the field. Come back and figure out a way to fill 20 minutes. So oh, that won't be hard. On the Hawkeye Huddle on 17 We'll be talking. You're listening to the Hawkeye Huddle with Dave Creighton Jr. and Brett Rich on 1700. The Champ. Real sports talk for real sports fans. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. Brett Rich, Dave Creighton Jr. with you at the Alchemy Lounge, the Boundary Distilling Company here in West Des Moines. You can come on out and join us uh, here for the next few minutes. It's open uh, tonight uh, from 4 to 10, tomorrow night 4 to 10, and Saturday 2 to 11. And, uh, by the way, we want to remind you, next uh, Thursday, next Thursday, that would be what, the 22nd? I'll uh, go with that. <clears throat> free whiskey tasting, open to the public, joining us right here. Uh, um, you can sample the various aging whiskeys they've got. Learn Boulevard Midnight and, Ritual and um, Foundry Whiskey Tasting. Uh, next, then they get started at five thirty. So right here, it's free. Then, Please come because we want people to know that they're listening. That the, we have Hawkeye Huddle listeners, right? Our cyclone friends at the Hawkeye Huddle just uh, took off. They stopped. No, in, no, which no. Is nice. Oh, they're having another drink. It's, they're going to refill. Oh, they're getting refills. Good for them. Okay, well we'll st- we'll stay around a little bit afterwards. Well, you and I are trying autographs. Well, <laughs> you and I are headed over to G Mix for dinner after this. So we're 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 in all of our sponsors, including Remax and Doug Stonehawker, who you, uh, you might have just heard our commercial for him. It's time for the home team uh, pick of the week, and of course, uh, Doug and and the great folks. Uh, at, at his office have uh, done a great job for me and my family over the years, and they'll do a great job for you as well. Really encourage you to list your your home for sale with them. Uh, like I say, he understands how to use the Internet to to sell your home for the maximum as quickly as possible. And he's Wouldn't a, it be for the good re- re-maximum? Well, you can throw it that, that way if you want. He does a great job. So, uh, my home team of the week. Too. He's, a, he's a Hawkeye fan, too. Went to Iowa the same time I did. I, I My remember home back team in the day. of the week. Yes. Syracuse Orange yeah. plus three. Against Liberty. Liberty. 
I'm going Le- with that too. That was we looked at. The, at Liberty we has yes. currently beat the Citadel Dowling Catholic <laughs> in Wichita. I'm not even sure that's school. <laughs> They're undefeated. And Syracuse is only laying what two and a half. They're getting three. They're getting three. They're getting three. Getting three. It's a. It's a. It's they a. They don't done even deal. have to win. It's a done deal. That's the home team. Oh that's my home good team lord. Thing. Bet your money on Liberty. Yeah, that's we're not. This is not a betting thing, by the way. We like to just choose teams that deserve a little love at home each week, and we've done we've done so uh, with a little bit of you know a little bit of flair, and we'll find some other things. Particularly, we start hitting basketball season. It might be the mascot we like the best, you know, as far as the home team is concerned. But uh, anyway, that's our Remax uh, Doug Stonehawker uh, t- home team of the week. Check them out at DSM. That's DSMRealEstate.com. Believe it or not, they have DSMRealEstate.com or off of the link on the HawkeyeHuddle.com. Sam's original girlfriend on Cheers, which was played by Shelley Long. Is her name Diane? Yeah. She won Diane the foot- Chambers. Yes. She won the football pool three weeks in a row. Yes, by picking yes. the best operas, symphonies, and or color schemes. Yes. Uh, or... And she would pick um, literally, um, yeah, that's right. That was what she did. I have a story of, of my friend Ted Welter and I back in uh, in high school. We ran a pool. It's got to be short. We were done at 654. Oh, we, we did a pool, a basketball, NCAA basketball pool. Ran it out of the library at Linmar High School. That's fine. And connect, I don't know. We had like a couple hundred people. a dollar people, a page. A couple hundred people in this thing, and we did not have a computer. We did it with highlighters. Anyway, Amy Raker was his girlfriend. Amy Raker won the thing by picking bears would beat, you know, bears were always going to beat little little ducks rodents. And, and rodents. And, and uh, so the lovely and talented uh, Christy yes. Creighton won the office pool back in the day. The year that Arkansas beat Duke with uh, 40 minutes of hell, Nolan Richardson, uh, I want to say Cornell Williamson, something. Yeah, Cornell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. She wins the office pool. Picked it in four minutes. <laughs> you got to get in this. Super, right. You got to get in this. So she super. Gives, him, gives him the $5, <laughs> looks, goes, um, you've seen enough highlights. You know you know who to pick. And just goes and picks and goes Duke, Arkansas. Has the finals and Arkansas winning. Most in, most exciting. Oh, oh, go ahead. You got something on our thought. Okay. When you were ten years old, who was your favorite Hawkeye? You didn't see I tweeted that. I didn't see it. Sorry, man. I've been Ronnie busy. Le- Ronnie Lester, nineteen seventy nine. That would have been mine, but I was uh, fourteen years old. Yes, then. I know. You had to go. That, that's that's part of the game, right? Bruce yeah, Sky, Sky King. King. Um, and I, which will, I know, think I'm right. Would be when you were 75, 76, uh, dude. I, I was six then, it's a little right before I started being able to really understand. My first football game was 77. My first football game at Kinnick Stadium, I was seven years old. Well, Iowa, Minnesota yeah. Hawks got beat like 58 0. Oh, really? It was horrible. You know what year that probably would have been? What? 73, 74. Mm-hmm. Mine? I mean, that's more in 65. You guys can I, do the math. I have, the, I still have the ticket, and I have the newspaper the newspaper clipping from the Cedar Rapids Gazette. Iowa beat Syracuse 41 to nothing. No punts. What behind year? 1977. 
sat up in the corner. Bob Cummings. Bob Cummings. Yes. I was Butch the, Caldwell was actually the quarterback that day, not Bob, Bob Cummings Jr., Butch Caldwell. I went to the... And they pounded They pounded Syracuse that day. I second, thought Iowa was really good. I went uh, to the uh, second Iowa-Iowa State game. Not the first. Because, as you'll recall, they played the mm-hmm. first two or three mm-hmm. until Iowa in Kinnick, State... In Kinnick, yes. They didn't... They, uh, Iowa State actually won the first one in Ames when... In, no, no, no. Yes. Between Crutchfield and Iowa's first Rose Bowl years, the first time they played in Iowa in, in Ames. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking yeah. about the very first game. No, the first game was 70, 77 in uh, Kinnick. They Kinnick. played the first two or three games mm-hmm. in Kinnick. Kinnick. Yes. It was part of the deal because Iowa State was still playing in Clyde. Sorry, 78, 78 was the first game. Clyde Williams Field. And so until they no, built. 77, 77. Until they built what is now yeah. Jack Trice Stadium, yeah. they. They basically said, we're not going to go play in that dump. And so they played in Iowa City. Anyway. You know, you can YouTube and watch the entire first edition, that that first game, Iowa against Iowa State. It was an upset, by the way. Terrible football game. A couple of punt returns. 12 to 10. 12 to 10. uh, Awful football game. The most notable thing for me was, was (laughs) aside from the uniforms, it was really fun and people were really into it. Chris Schenkel was the guy doing the game. Is that right? Remember Chris Schenkel? Sure, of course. So they're showing Iowa's Golden Girl. I don't remember her name, but you know Iowa always has a Golden Girl. Today, Chris Schenkel would lose his job for what he said at halftime, (laughs) which was they show her, she tosses the baton up in the air, and he says, look at that honey. Would not have a job on Sunday if he were working today, right? He'd be canceled immediately. Yeah, Iowa won that game... um, 12-10, 12-10, to 10, and it was a bit of an upset, as I recall. Didn't, Iowa they, State, didn't they hammer them the next year, like 31 nothing or something? Uh, Iowa State did. Yeah, the Iowa did not. No, Iowa did not win again then. Let's see. Then then let's see. Till Hayden? Uh, you know, yeah, that's the only, it's the, the only yeah. game that I'm I'm sad didn't happen, even though it's the game I hate the most every year uh, due to the COVID. Yes, Iowa State game, which yes. is why we can always hope that the bowl season rolls around. And since everybody's bowl eligible, Nebraska still bowl eligible. And nobody really seems to care where what the alliances are at this point in time. Iowa could end up playing a bowl game against there Iowa State. There are no alliances. There are. I, How do we yeah. know the good guys from the bad guys if there are if, no alliances? If everybody is eligible, we may not have the alliances this year. You don't know how this is going to go. Are you saying we could play? It could have happened last year. We still. could play East Carolina in the Bahamas Bowl. <laughs> We would go to that, right? Yeah, they, they, they can't stop us from that. I'm getting my, you know what? I'm getting so old. I'm getting my years mixed up on the on the Bob Cummings era and the Hayden Fry era. This is starting to really. Hayden Fry nervous. started '79. Yes, '78 was Bob Cummings last year. So '77, I, I believe, right? I thought it was '70. Was it '77? Was the first year that Iowa State, right? And '78, I believe they got pounded. Mm-hmm. And Hayden's first year, I think it was a close game. I feel no, like, I'm, I think we're wrong on this. I think 78 was the year Iowa won it. No, because they went 2-8 and eight that year. They beat Northwestern and Wisconsin, so you're right. Iowa got hammered the second year in Kinnick. They got beat in a close one, 10-7, uh, Hayden's first year. They lost. Uh, they got hammered his second year, 31 to nothing. And then... Um, 15 in a row. Then No. Then they went to Ames and lost, even though it was Rose Bowl year, to Dwayne Crutchfield. Mm-hmm. Then, and only then... Did they come back and win nineteen to seven in Kinnick uh, in in uh, the the Peach Bowl year? And from there, it went on the fifteen and zero roll. 
Got it. Figured it out. They're so everybody's so impressed. You know the beauty. Of the I can pe- do all of the Super Bowls as well. <laughs> do you know that during the Peach Bowl year, I was drinking fuzzy navels, and my great friend Jay Hatch actually got sick after we watched the football game. I, I did not know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not happy that I just said that on the radio. Anyway, it's time for our Foundry Distilling, Distilling Company, Company last, last call. There you go. So. Since there's we got, no game, we, we have no Iowa State game even since, to, since to, there, to rely since on. No, since there's no game, I'll start. I'll take you off the hook. Alabama is playing Georgia. Georgia looked spectacular last week, beat Auburn. Alabama lay it. Four and a half. It's my foundry distilling last call. The King, Nick Saban, will not be there. But he will be in Steve Sarkeesian's ear. Did you see the tweet? Somebody fashioned a mustache and said, his brother Rick will be there, though. <laughs> Bobby Valentine. Yeah, exactly. So I got, I got Alabama something like something stupid, 39 to 20. You think they're going to roll that much? Roll Tide. Roll Tide. All right, well, let's... Uh, There's let's the music. Go. Pick something. There's pick something? Well, the Braves and the Rays are headed to the World Series next week, and it's going to be uh, wow. So that's that's going to be. Uh, I love the Rays. The my, Rays are my team. My Braves are my second team. My dad's been a Braves fan for his whole life, so I'm going for them. All right. Be nice for them. So that's what's going on. All right. Thanks everybody. Help us out on the uh, program today. Uh, we do appreciate uh, all.